0: I'm on the track!
1: Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine, and this is this is a great, great weekend for sports. Talking football again, talking spring football, talking talking with different athletes this week. But you know, today on today's show, got a special guests on, on that will be with us in, in the in the eleven o'clock hour. Um, Arkansas commit Dalton Hyatt will be with us uh, th- today, and. I'm going to be talking about the first round in the NFL draft, also the second and third round NFL draft, what I liked, what I didn't like. Also be talking NBA playoffs, Stanley Club playoffs. Um, you know, very crestfallen and heartbroken because my beloved Chicago Blackhawks were eliminated in the first round. And um, But great season all in all, number three in the league overall this year. So very excited. Um, but I'm very excited about today's show. But before we go any further, we're gonna jump into the daily devotional. This one comes from First Thessalonians one, chapter one, verses one through ten, and it goes like this: Paul and Savannah and, T- and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, in the in the in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. We give thanks to God always. For you, for all of you, making mention of you in, your, in our prayers, constantly bearing in mind your your work of, your work of blah, blah, blah. Let me start again. <clears throat> constantly bearing in mind your faith, your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the presence of our God and Father, knowing, brethren, beloved by God, His choice of you. For gospel did not come in, in you in word only, but also in power and the Holy Spirit with full conviction. Just as you know what kind of men we prove to be among you for our sake. You also became imitators of us and of the Lord, having received word in much tribulation with the joy of the Holy Spirit. So that you can be an example to all the believers in Macedonia and, and in Achaia. For the word of the Lord has sounded, has sounded forth from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith toward God has gone forth, so that we have no need to say anything for themselves. Report to us, report about us, what kind of reception we had with you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve a living and true God, and wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead. That is Jesus, who rescues us from the wrath to
2: come. Excuse me. Have you ever? <clears throat> Excuse me. Have you
1: ever-, <clears throat> Have you ever attended a professional sports event? Thousands upon thousands of people scream and cheer loudly, as if their shouts were actually willing their side to victory. People certainly get excited about their favorite sports teams. How many believers do you know put the same passion and intensity into their faith? How often do you proclaim saving the saving truth of Jesus Christ as loudly as a football fan proclaims his or her allegiance? In his letter to the Church of Thessalonica, the Apostle Paul rejoices in the, in the young congregation's passion for telling the world about Christ. Because the city was a busy seaport, he knew that the church there had the ear of the entire world. Travelers would hear the Gospel and then take it back and share it with their own communities. Paul praised the Thessalonians because the Word of the Lord sounded forth from them, as said in as said in verse eight, Our heavenly Father wants us to be true of his children wants wants the same to be true of his children today before there were any microphones or loudspeakers. A long curved device known as a sounding board was used to amplify a public speaker's voice. We can think of the Thessalonians as living amplifiers who proclaim Jesus Christ of the world to the world, and we should emulate them. If you're a fan of Jesus, then you have the responsibility of, sh- of sharing with the, with the world who he is and what he has done for you. Shout it from the rooftops. Fill entire stadiums with the thunder of your praise. Don't just show the people around you who your for favorite sports team is. Make sure they know who your savior is as well. Huh. I think some people need some people need to step back and look, and look at this and think about what they're doing. I'm gonna read this last. Let me just relax a little bit again, because I, I don't think people really understood what I just said. If you're a fan of Jesus, then you have the responsibility of sharing with the world who he is and what he has done for you. Not what you've done for him, but what, you've done, what he's done for you. Shout it from the rooftops. Fill entire stadiums with the thunder of your praise. Don't just show the people around you who your favorite sports team is. Make sure that they know who your savior is as well. <laughs> that that that's something that, that that's something to something to uh, grill up and eat though. That's something to grill up and eat though. Ain't nothing much to say about that. That's just total true. But we're gonna take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We going to talk about the draft. <laughs> Welcome back to the Press Spots and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. Now, the draft started on Thursday night. The NBA, the NBA NFL draft started on Thursday night. And the first four or five picks were were, were pretty much status quo. We pretty much knew how it was going to go down. But <clears throat> I think the first Five picks for me were, were shoe ins. Um, but I also thought that the Eagles may do something different with the two pick. Th- th- this is this is where it gets kind yeah, of, yeah, kind of bled to me. We all know Jared Goff went, went number one in the draft. I thought he would probably slide to three to the Chargers as they find a backup to. To be the heir to Philip Rivers' throne. Obviously, they didn't go that way. Um, I thought that Carson Wentz would go to the Rams. I thought Joey Bosa would go, would actually go to the Eagles. I think the Eagles needed a lineman, and they needed they need defense help as well. But they also needed a quarterback of the future, and I think they they made a pretty good choice in Carson Wentz. He fits the Philadelphia mold to a T if you think about it. I know a lot of people wasn't really happy about this pick, but I was very happy about this pick for for a couple of reasons. Carson Wentz is a small-town North Dakota kid. He had offers from, from some match schools, but he decided to ultimately stay home and go to North Dakota State where he was 23-3 and three as a starter. <clears throat> now, we look at Jerry Goff, we look at what he's done over the course of his career, where he's 16 and 27 as a starter. 17 and 27 as a starter, I'm sorry. Started some games. Let's not let's not get this let's not get this this twisted. He has started some games. But I'm sorry, 16-21 as a starter. I'm sorry. My bad. I mean, shoot me. But anyway, <clears throat> the, the difference between these two guys are this. There's not really much of a difference. Carson Wentz, like I say he's a blue-collar kid from North Dakota. Jerry Goff, kid from California. They go about their business the same way. They've got nice arms. They can. They're both pro ready right now. But the thing about Jared Goff is he's a bit of a project. He's got to go through the five. He, he he didn't. He didn't really go out from under center as much, so he doesn't have the natural five step drop. He doesn't have the natural seven step drop as Carson Wentz does, who played in a pro style, West Coast type of offense at North Dakota State that's where the difference lies but I think what the Eagles are going to getting away from the spread getting away from everything that Chip Kelly had there they're going back to a traditional quarterback and Carson Wentz fix that bill now you know Move forward in the draft here. Joey Bosa, Ezekiel Elliott. We kind of figured they would be four or five, three, 4 you know. But I thought Joey Bosa would would probably fall to like seven to somewhere like the Forty Nineers. Um, but like I said, I, I, I thought that Jared Goff would probably go go three to the Chargers instead of one to the Rams. So, but anyway. Joey Bosa is a very, very interesting case here when you look at what the Chargers needed and what the Chargers wanted. This is a good pick for the Chargers in a way simply because they need pass rushers. They only had one true pass rusher last year and they really didn't get to the quarterback much last year. Ezekiel Elliott for the Cowboys brings a lot of Brings young fiery legs, and he also compliments Darren McFadden. Compliments Darren McFadden so much that he'll probably play all four downs, whereas Darren McFadden will probably play special teams. Just throwing that out there. Jalen Ramsey, you all know what he can do. We've seen what he can do, but doing a player to player can doing a player to player comparison to him. And a play that we'll be talking about a little in a little bit here from the first round, he got outplayed um, when they went head to head, but we'll we'll talk about that later. I love Jalen Ramsey, I love his I love his height, I love his speed, I love his I love his length, very long arms. Kind of thought that he and Mackenzie Alexander would be. One of the first, cute, one of the first corners off the board. A lot of people went with Jalen Ramsey. Mackenzie um, Alexander, you know, injuries kind of, kind of derailed that. But we'll we'll get into that later. Now we go further down, and I think the 49ers, since Bosa was off the board, they they had to make a splash somewhere else, and Chip Kelly went back to his Oregon roots. Went to a guy that he actually recruited, DeForest Buckner. This guy's six seven two ninety one. He's an enigma, more or less. But he plays low, and he can and he can get to the ball and he can get to the quarterback, and he can make tackles in in the run game. But one of the best picks for me is the Titans moving up back up into the into the top ten. Um, trading up to get Jack Conklin Jack Conklin a real good offensive tackle he's a road grader he's also a great pass he he also is a great great pass protector he protected the backside of Connor Cook for four years but if you look at him you look at other guys that were other offensive linemen that were drafted He's probably the best of the bunch. And Ronnie Stanley, no, I mean, no offense to him. I mean, I, I really think that he he has the educated feet, but I think he went ahead of everybody else because of just the free fall that Lammy Tonsil did. Jack Coughlin should have went before, I mean, they should have went and got, I mean, the Ravens should have gotten Jack Conklin instead. But they went and got Ronnie Stanley, and this is not a bad draft pick either. Ronnie Stanley is, (laughs) he's probably one of, if you look at Laramie Tunsil, and you look at, at Ronnie Stanley on film, there's really no difference between the two. They've got really soft, nice feet. They're very in tune with their bodies, and you can say the same thing about Jack Conklin as well. But you put you put all three of them in a side by side, and you can't go wrong with what they can do. You you just can't go wrong. Now there's other players that that probably would would beg to differ, but I I think that you can't go wrong with those three offensive tackles. Now. Jack Conklin can play all three all, all positions across the line. He can play left tackle. He can play right tackle. He played guard. He played a little bit of center. Um, and he's not the best Conklin on on that Michigan State team. His little brother, <laughs> his little brother is going to be drafted, if not this year, if not next year, the year after. So this this is just a prelude of what we're going to see in the next few years from the Conklin family. Now, getting to the Bears. My Bears. We all knew that they were gonna go defense in the first round. We we knew this. Leonard Floyd was probably is probably one of the better, better guys in this draft. And I say this because Leonard Floyd, he can fit in the three, four. He can fit in a 4-3. If, if you put him in a 3-4, he's going to play outside linebacker. You put him in a 4-3, he's going to put his hand down. He's going to be a defensive end. He can stand up. He can cover tight ends. He, I mean, he can cover tight ends. He can cover space in the zone. He's very long, very athletic. He kind of puts you in the mind of a of a Brian Arakpo, and I think this I think that they use the same comparison in the draft as they did uh, in the draft as I'm using right now. But Leonard Floyd is a bit of an enigma. He can miss plays. He can, you know, you won't see him every play. But when it comes down to it, he is a good pass rusher. He plays low can help you in the run but can also help you in the in the pass defense as well. So I mean this is a this is a good this is a great great pick. Now I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to some of my favorite picks. And some of my favorite pick some of the best picks I think that happened were were guys like Eli Apple, Carl Joseph, Corey, Corey Coleman, Chand O'Neal Taylor Decker, and Shaq Lawson. I love... uh, Eli Apple is one of those guys you wish you had 22 of them because he's aggressive. He's a ball hawk. He will punch you in the face. He will do anything he can to help his team win the game. Vernon Hargreaves is the same way. That's why Eli Apple came off the board before uh, Vernon Hargreaves did. Now... We look at a guy like Carl Joseph and I was raving about this pick when the Raiders pulled when the Raiders got him. I love, 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 love this pick. Because he fits he fits the Raiders defense like a glove. He's aggressive. He's a ball hawk. He'll come up and help you out in the run if he has to. I mean, he's like a Earl Thomas in a way. But this is a guy who, if if he was any bigger, he'd be he'd be a middle linebacker. He he, he puts me in the mindset of a of a Mike Singletary. And I mean, just from his demeanor, the way he plays, the way he the way he's aggressive with the ball on the ball.
2: Got great ball skills, and and he can. I mean, and he can help out in
1: coverage. I mean, he can he can bump down, and he can play bump and run if he has to. He's got good speed. A lot of people didn't like this pick, but I love this pick. I love this pick here at fourteen for the Raiders. I thought the Raiders did a great job with this pick. Another pick that I love. Another pick that I love though was Corey Coleman. Going to the Browns, he fits Hugh Jackson's. He he he's also a great fit for the Browns. He fits what the Browns needed at receiver. He's another guy. He's a burner. He's got great ball skills. He can catch the ball. He can. I mean, he he does everything that a receiver can do. But the thing about Corey Coleman is that he's raw. That's the only drawback to him is that he's wrong. He doesn't he doesn't run the route tree. He doesn't run the route tree like the other like the other receivers did. But at the same time, Corey Coleman fits what Hugh Jackson wants in a receiver. As a as a not as a slot receiver, but as a deep as a deep threat. He 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 fits that because he can run he can run the post. He can run. He can run the end, and he can run the fly. That's what he. That's what he does best. That was basically what Baylor ran with him. But he's also a guy who's very explosive. Run after catches. His, his jack yards are are off the chain, off off the, the radar. Corey Coleman's a great pick here at fifteen for the Browns. Taylor Decker, I thought was a great pick. Kyle O'Neill Kyle Neal really didn't jump off jump off the radar to people, but he did to me because again, he's in that same mold as a guy like Carl Joseph. A little bit taller than Carl Joseph, but he plays with that same kind of passion. He's a he's a heavy hitter, but he's also a guy with soft hands that can, that can catch an interceptions and can break up balls. So, so on and so forth, just like Carl Joseph. Fits the Falcons just like they wanted them, but it was a safe pick for the Falcons because I think the Falcons wanted to go with a guy like Miles Jack, but the injury thing just really really threw him off. Shaq lost to the Bills great. What the Bills is putting together right now is a playoff team. You know, I thought the Bills would probably go quarterback here. I thought Paxton Lynch would be a good fit here. I thought Connor Cook would be a good fit here, but they went with Shaq Lawson. They went with defense. Now they've got bookends. They've got bookends now. They got two defensive tackles that that can just outright ball. That are that are, you know, block blocker eaters. So with those two guys on the edge and then the two linebackers that, that that they that they've already got this is a really good Bills defense. This is this is a an improving Bills team. We go on and we look at the receivers that, that came that came out of this. Will Fuller going to the Texans. Josh Stockson going to Redskins, Laquan Treadwell going to the Vikings. All of these are really, really good picks and I think what the Texans liked in Will Fuller that they didn't like in Josh Dobson and Laquan, Laquan Treadwell was the speed that they had. Will Fuller is a burner, period. Out, out, not burner. Josh Dobson and Laquan Treadwell. Dobson probably has more of an explosive, an explosive feel to him, um, where he has get getaway speed once he gets the ball, but his up the field speed is not that great, Laquan Trewell he's a Randy Moss type guy. He's not as fast as Randy Moss, but he can he can high point a ball probably better than probably better than any of the, of the four guys, uh, any of the three guys that went ahead of him receiver wise. This is a good th- this is a good spot for him to go going to going to the Vikings. You know, a lot of people thought that he may go to the Bears and be um and possibly go opposite of what our son Jeffrey is. So that there was a little bit of a leeway there with Laquan Treadwell. Did I think he'd he fall this far? I didn't think he'd he fall this far. I thought that he would probably go I, I thought he would probably go twelve to seventeen, you know, because those teams also needed receiver help. But the Browns they went they went smart and they went with they went with a guy that that they knew could fit that that position. So and the Vikings are getting a really good player. You you pair him up with Cordell Patterson on the other side. And then you have the running game with with Adrian Peterson. You have a good quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater. And then they're moving into their new building this year, so I don't know. No, it's next year. They got one more year out, out in the out in the uh in the elements, as you can say. But at the same time, you get them get them in that in that new in that new surface next year. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a playoff team. This could be a NFC Championship um type team as well. And they will contend for the NFC North. The NFC North, is, they, if I could break it down division by division of what of what everybody did, this would be this would be great. Now we move further. Twenty, twenty-four, and twenty-five is two picks that I, I loved as well. William Jackson the Third and
2: the kid from Houston.
1: I saw him play a couple times um this past year and he's just like the other the other guys. Except he does it a little bit different. He's he's a guy who can run the route for you. And he's also a guy who can high point a ball probably better than any of the other corners any of the other corners in this draft because he's got speed, he's got ball skills, he's very physical. I mean, he's probably the most physical safety in this draft, probably the most physical corner in this draft. Artie Burns, he's a track guy who's still raw, who still can do the things they can do. I think getting him into that Steelers defense is a good thing. William Jackson going to the Bengals, he, just, he makes the Bengals that much better in the corner position. He really does. I, I like the pick. I love this pick. Now, there's a lot of things that a lot of people talked about with the Packers pick, Kenny Clark. I personally thought the pick was a solid pick. I really did. And there's two reasons why I like this pick. Kenny Clark's a big guy. He puts you in the mind of a B.J. Raji. He's not as physical as B.J. Raji, but he fits the mold of B.J. Raji. Now, a lot of people, I thought that maybe a Kim DiGi would go here. I thought maybe a Vernon Butler would go here. I even thought that a Shalik Calhoun would go here. But we saw how far Shalik Calhoun fell. This is a solid pick because you got a guy who was a first-team All-Pac-12 all Pac-12 defensive defensive tackle last year, a guy who made more tackles than he should have. He's quick off the ball. He's very physical up front. Can make plays up front. And he and he's a true zero technique. He's a true zero technique. He'll be over the center all day long. He's he's perfect for the three four. He's perfect for the four three if you want to put him at the nose. He 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 fits the Packers mold. I know a lot of people. I know a lot of Packers fans. I'm friends with a lot of Packers fans um, on Facebook. Uh, a lot of Packers fans follow me on Twitter. They weren't exactly excited for this pick, but I can assure you, you you you've got a guy who is a monster <laughs> up front. He's a true monster up front the cardinals went and got Candichy, which I thought was a good pick but one of the things that that I really loved what the what the seahawks did the seahawks this is the thing with the seahawks the seahawks needed they had needs you've lost the deep you've lost the offensive tackle you've lost you lost your running back to retirement. So, this is one of those things where I thought Derrick Henry would be, would be good here. But at the same time, they went and got Jermaine and Freddie. This is an offensive guard from Texas A&M. I thought this was a great pick. I thought this is probably one of the smartest picks in the draft. This was a pick that I also loved. I, I love this pick as well. Jermaine Freddie again, he's an offensive tackle who'll probably play guard at, at this level. At, he'll probably play guard in the NFL, more than likely. But if Freddie can play again, he's just like a Jack Conklin who can play all the positions across the line. He can play left tackle, he can play right tackle. But I think he'll f I think he'll slide in as a as a as a right guard for for the Seahawks. Because you look at what they have there, there's a lot of veteran offensive linemen there. He fits that bill. I think he'll, I think he'll probably see what everybody's expectation is of him. Jermaine afraid is one of those guys that you need to, that you need to look for. <coughs> Again, could have went Derek Henry here. He could have went. He could have went anywhere else. You know here but you you did go go where you wanted to go with that now we go to the second round and we look at the second round. The browns go out and get emmanuel Ogbar from, from from oklahoma state really good pick really good pick i actually i actually think that this is a smart pick for the browns. I think that not only are they trying to build something with those twelve picks that they have here but they're picking sensible draft picks. They're they're picking sensible people to fit in their bill. I mean, granted, they're probably going to go a lot probably go Big Twelve heavy because of because of the RG three influence. But I can see them going further and further in this draft and and looking looking at what they have, looking at what they can what they can build. This is gonna be this is gonna be very important for for those guys. Now, Hunter Henry comes off the board. Hunter Henry was a guy I thought that I thought quite possibly the Patriots would trade up in the second round for to try to get Hunter Henry. To me, he's the first tight end off the board as well as he should be. Excuse me. And the thing why I say about Hunter Henry, why I think that he would have been a better fit with the Patriots is because he would get touches with the Patriots. Now, he's going to get touches with the the Chargers as well. The Chargers are going to be looking for a guy they can replace Antonio Gates, that can they can spell Antonio Gates and possibly get him in the two tight end formation. Um a la the Patriots. That's where it's going there. And I think this is an excellent pick because not only that you got, you got a solid running game there with with San Diego, they may need to get another running back to complement the veteran that they have already. But Hunter Henry is a great inline blocker. He's a great route runner. You can split him out wide. He can he can run a, he can run the routes just like a Gronk, you know. And and he's a pass catcher. He's a possession type receiver as well. So you look at that and and it's a good, really good pick, really good pick. Al Jack falling to falling to the second round to the Jaguars is a is another really good pick. Don't know don't know the situation with his knee, a lot of people are very leery of that, but you know the guy can play and he says he's healthy. you know, let's see what he can do, let's see if they're go- if they're going to make him have the microfracture surgery because that's what a lot of people are actually thinking that he may need other other doctors have said that he he's gonna be fine for the year. No, you don't know, but the team of the draft for me, and I, I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna be completely honest with you. With what the Giants have have gotten in the first three picks of this draft, with Eli Apple, Sterling Shepard, and Darian Thompson, they've gotten some. Just they are really, really, really smart. They are. Getting things that they need right now. They're really getting things that they need right now. They needed a they needed a, a, four, a third wide right receiver. They needed a they needed a corner. They needed a safety. They've gotten they've gotten their needs. Now, what they need to do is keep building upon what they need. They still need a, they still need linebackers. They need an offensive lineman and they need a running back question is do they go into free agency to get a running back or do they draft a running back late in the draft I think they're going to draft a running back late in the draft but the three picks that they've that they've picked this year were Darren Thompson from Boise State Sterling (laughs) Shepard I am am absolutely astounded by what the Giants have done this draft already and I'm very, I'm, I'm just, you don't see that from, from people in the draft, and that, that's the, that's the real thing here, is that, you don't see, you don't see teams, franchises drafting for what they need, you see, teams drafting for what they want, so. If that may, if that makes any sense to anybody, and I'm, I'm really just, I'm really enjoying what I see here. You know, they've got three more picks. Do they trade up in the fourth? Do they trade? Do they trade to try to get, a, try to get another fourth-round pick in this draft, or another fifth-round pick, or, or anything like that. Anything's possible with the, with the Giants, but. I, but, actually, I, I, love, I, I like what they've gotten so far. So, I mean, I, I really do like what they've gotten so far. Roberto Aguayo going early in the second round. I mean, I haven't seen that since Mike Nugent, like, to be honest with you. I really haven't. I haven't seen that since Mike Nugent. And I know Nugent went, like, second or third round. So, I mean, this, this is... This is this is not a bad draft at all. None of these teams have, have, have done them done themselves any kind of injustice. Noah Spence. A guy who has some disciplinary issues at at Ohio State, went changed his changed his life around, went to Eastern Kentucky, dominated Eastern Kentucky. A guy who everybody thought could could fall into that first round. The first round. Um, into that first round. Didn't, you No, know, come off the board in the second round. Reggie Raglin was a guy I thought that could have been a first round draft pick. I thought he could have fell into that first round. But he fell to the Bills. Bills, again, got, got another great defensive guy. I mean, they're gonna go defensive. Heavy. They're gonna go defense heavy, but I still think they need to get a quarterback. Connor Cook's still out there, um, and everything. So, I mean, they still can go. They still can go quarterback. They still can go quarterback here. <clears throat> Another pick that that I really liked was a guy like Jihad Ward from Illinois. Jihad Ward is one of those guys. He He's a big guy who can put his head down who can put his hand down in the ground. And he can work you. He will work you. I mean he's a great he's, that's a great pick for the Raiders. Again, the Raiders have, have gone defense in the first two rounds as well. So I mean, yeah, let's just look at what look at what the Raiders have gotten. Jahar Ward, Shalik Calhoun, who I thought could have could have moved into the second, into the second, first, second round, but with a guy like Bruce Irvin on on one side, Shalik Calhoun on the other, this is this is turning into being not only really a great draft for a great draft for the for the uh, Raiders, but it's becoming a great offseason for the Raiders as well. Now, if they can get a guy that can complement, that can complement. A Michael Crabtree, or if they can get a running back, they get a running back, they get some corners they get corners now they get another offensive lineman i mean they've 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 got nine picks this year i mean they've got they've got eight picks this year I mean they've got two fifth round draft picks they've got they've got they got a fourth round. They got a fourth round draft pick. They got two fifth round draft picks. They got a six and they got a seven. Let's see what they can do in this third day. See what they see what they really get. See if they actually try to trade up and get some things going. This is this is this is one of those. This is one of those drafts that you got a lot of great players. That could have been that could have been first round draft picks, second round draft picks falling to the third and fourth rounds be just based on needs. That that that's all that comes down to is just based on needs. And again, you know, we look at it, we look at a Michael Thomas who could have been a second round pick. You know who could have been a, a first round pick, fell to the second round, to the middle of the second round. Which I didn't think that he would go above Coleman, Fuller, and Treadwell, those guys. But I I thought that he would probably sneak into that that, that second round. A guy like Derrick Henry falling midway into the second round shows how defensive heavy a lot of these a lot of these teams went in the draft. Um, defensive heavy or lineman heavy in the draft. I think that that's that's where that's where a lot of where a lot of the teams have gone, you didn't, you know, of course four wide receivers went and three quarterbacks went, but and one running back. But you look at at the rest of it. I mean, first and second round. You look at the rest of it. You know, four quarterbacks in the sec. Four quarterbacks have gone in the first two rounds. Christian Hackenberg come off the board, and I thought this is a good pick for for the Jets as well. The Jets did the Jets did a really good job. With what they had. You know, they went they went linebacker with, with Dan Lee. They
2: went linebacker again in round three and got Jordan Jenkins from Georgia. I think you look at you
1: look at what the Jets have done. They still got three more picks. They still can can make moves here. Um they can move up in the in the fourth round. But they've got they've gotten some really good players in the draft so far. Again, Jordan Jenkins was a guy I thought could have could have went second round. I thought maybe he might sneak up um, and might sneak up, and, and the Bears would probably snag him, but they didn't. Um, matter of fact, the Bears went with Cody Whitehair, who, who, which is a good pick as well. Um, Cody Whitehair, I thought, had second second round, third round type type numbers. Uh, he's a guy from uh, Kansas State. Again, the Bill Snyder influence there. Now, go further down. Cyrus Jones finally comes off the board, going to the Patriots. I think this is a good fit for the Patriots um, with their first pick of the draft. Cyrus Jones, this this is a good pick for me. Cyrus Jones, again, he's just like in, he's just like the other corners in in, in this draft, and. It, it's just re- it just really behooves me to see him not being a part, being in that first round. But at the same time, you couldn't put him over over William Jackson III. You couldn't put him over Jalen Ramsey. Dang sure couldn't put him over over Vernon Hargraves. So, but we look at what the Cowboys have done. The Cowboys went, and they went smart as well. They went with needs that they they went with things that they needed as well. Ezekiel Elliott. That was a great pick, Jalen Smith. Another great pick, but the knee is an issue for a lot of people. You know, he injured himself in the Fiesta Bowl, so a lot of people are pretty much leery of what he can do coming in. Will he be ready? Will he be? Will he be the same player that he was at Notre Dame? Don't know. Malik Collins is another good player. He's a he's a <laughs> this is a guy you can pretty much move him around on the defensive side of the ball for a guy who's six two three eleven he can play the zero technique he can play the two technique he can also bounce out and play the five technique I mean as a three as a three hundred eleven pound guy who's six two he is a he, he's a really I mean he's He's very athletic, and Nebraska had a gym with him, and the Cowboys have gotten something special with this kid. They've they've got something special if they use him in the right way. And Brian Marinelli, defensive coordinator, defensive coach, there, he's got he has got he's got something special right there with him. Now you know again we we bumped to the third round and. You know, look look further down and looking through the third round, Kenyon Drake comes off the board. uh, He comes off the board, third round draft pick to the to the uh, to the Dolphins. I thought he could have snuck into the second round as well. Sean Coleman, Auburn player, um, goes to the Browns in the third round. And this is a very this is a very good thing. It's a very personal story for me. Sean Coleman the way that he fought back from from leukemia and now look at where he is. Big ups to Sean Coleman. Um, hope he does well at, with Cleveland. I think he'll do great at Cleveland. Uh, he'll probably end up playing left tackle and probably end up starting pretty early. He can't, he, like I said, he can play guard, he can play tackle either side. So, um, just really excited about that pick. Daryl Worley Another guy, um, his coming out party was against Corey Coleman. You know, he didn't shut down Corey Coleman, but he shut him down to the point to where he kept he kept Western he helped keep West Virginia in that game. Austin Hooper is a really interesting draft pick here for the Falcons. You know. Like Hunter Henry, great inline blocker, comes from comes from some run heavy type offense, but he's also a pass catcher who can split out wide and give you and give you a, wide, a a third or fourth wide receiver if he has to. Um, if you look at it from that standpoint, again, Kendall Fuller, another great another great cornerback. Man, this is a great cornerback class here. And then the Texans went receiver again. They went with Braxton Miller again. These <laughs> these teams have gone absolutely. Go- I mean, they, they, it's just great. First three picks so far: Will Fuller, Nick Martin, and now Braxton Miller. You got two. You got two of the top ten receivers in this draft, and Braxton Miller is a guy who's a wild card. You can actually, if they decide to make him a receiver, you got a raw receiver. If you decide to make him a a quarterback, he's a raw quarterback. So you've got a guy that is very quick, is a team guy, and will complement everything that Bill O'Brien wants to do with the Titans. I'm sorry with the uh, Texans. This, this is this is that that's that good of. It's just that good. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, we go further on down the line. Adolphus Washington, another guy from Ohio State, another big body. Um, Kendall Fuller is another guy that could they could play that could they could ball out. CJ Procise, again, a guy who I thought would come off the board. And then the Patriots went QB, but they didn't go to the QB that everybody else thought everybody thought that they would go to. They went with Jacoby Brissett, former uh, former Florida quarterback who transferred to to NC State. Had had a pretty successful career at NC State. Actually, I actually had him number six in terms of the quarterbacks. You know, Brissett comes off the board. I mean, you look at who's come off the board so far, quarterback-wise. You got a guy, of course, Lynch and Golf. Paxton Lynch goes to the goes to the Broncos. Hackenberg goes to Hackenberg goes to. Um, <laughs> Hackenberg goes to the Jets. Jacoby Brissett here goes to goes to the Patriots. Cody Kessler goes to the Browns. I mean, and you still have Connor Cook on the board. You still have Connor Cook on the board. Wow. Wow. We're gonna take a quick session break. We'll be right back. And uh We're going to have some
2: special guests on the line with us. Stay tuned.
1: Welcome back into the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. Now, right now, I'm I'm, I'm very, very excited to have this guest online with me today. Um, he's, a, he's an Arkansas quarterback commit from um, from Etowah High School in Atala, Alabama. Uh, I'd like to welcome into the Press Box. Mr. Dawson Hyatt. Dawson, how are you doing today?
3: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on.
1: Hey, you're welcome, man. And, you know, the recruiting process for for everybody is a little bit different for you. How was it for you, and how did you come to the uh, the realization that you wanted to play for Coach Brett Bielema and the Arkansas Razorbacks?
3: Well, the, the recruiting process for a quarterback is a little bit different than everybody else. It, it happens a little quicker, and uh, I would say the reason I decided on Arkansas was it felt like a family, and I just I felt really comfortable there, and I really enjoyed spending time with all the coaches. and Coach B, he really seemed like he truly cared about everybody and all of his players. And really, what it came down to was just me feeling comfortable, because in the end, that's what really matters. If you're comfortable there, and you and you like it, and then you're gonna you're gonna want to work hard and do your best.
1: And I know you went to the spring game up there. To the spring game last week up there, and. Looking at the offense the way that they run, is this an offense that you think that that you would excel in? Uh,
3: yes, sir. I think I would I think I would do good in it. Uh they it's it's more pro style than most offenses, which is which is good for wanting to try to go on to the next level. And I think Coach Enos is really doing a great job up there with the offense and and his offensive mentality, so I think it would be really great.
1: You're gonna come in. You're gonna come in the, into your senior year this year with with a little bit of a target on your back, moving to a new school. Are you excited for the challenge of going and playing at Edgewood High School next year, as opposed to playing at Arab last year?
3: Yes, sir. I'm. I'm excited about it. I think. I think there's some good opportunities that that are on the table. I think we've got a really good chance to make it really far in the playoffs and. I think it's going
2: to be a
1: really good season. Yeah, and the the other thing that that we also talk about is that, you know, with you, you you did go to the opening in Atlanta. That gave you a little bit more exposure. How was that experience in Atlanta being around other quarterbacks uh, in the 17 class as opposed to just being at camps?
3: Uh, it, it was a really good experience because when you go to, like, the opening and camps like that, you really get to see uh, what what everybody else has to offer as far as their, their talents And you get to go head-to-head with the best ranked quarterbacks in the country. So it's really great to see where, where you're at in your skill set as opposed to, to all the other quarterbacks in your class.
1: And I know, and I and I know that you you got some some other offers. Um, uh, and we all know your your hard to commit to Arkansas. But was there any other schools that you actually considered other than Arkansas, or was Arkansas the school?
3: Um, I would say Arkansas is the school. I mean, I wasn't really expecting to to commit like I like I did, but I mean, as soon as I got on campus up there, I just fell in love with it, and and then. Like the next weekend, I committed. So I mean, it just it just really felt like home to me, and it felt really comfortable. So I just I went with
1: it. That's a that's a great attitude to have, and um, you know one of the other one of the other things that a lot of people uh, talked about was the fact that um, there's other quarterbacks around the southeast, um, like, uh, like a like a from 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 the state of Georgia, Bailey Hoffman, how would you compare yourself to those guys, and you know, do you think that you're do you have a, a better arm than those guys, or do you think that you should be ranked a little bit higher because of because of where, where you are as compared to them?
3: Um, I think I think we all have different different skills. I think I think one thing that separates me is I, I I'm a little bit more mobile and I can I can run for my size. And uh, I can I can use my legs to to hurt the defense, and I can also stand in the pocket and throw. You know, that, I just think every quarterback has their own their own skills and how, how they apply them. That's that's to them. And on the ranking thing, I don't think I don't think rankings have that much to do with anything. It really matters how you're going to perform on on Friday nights or on Saturdays when you play. So you know those rankings don't matter when when you're actually playing on the field. That's a good answer there. That's a good answer. Now,
1: I know that you you you're a you're almost a little over a hundred days away from playing in your first game and are, are you just ready to get back into the camps and ready to get back into practice and just just get the season over with so that way you can move on and move forward?
3: Oh uh, yes sir. I'm not I mean, I'm not trying to trying to wish it away or anything, but I'm ready for it for it to get here. That's what I'll wait for. All summer and all spring is for football season, so I'm I'm really pumped and excited for it to get here. And
1: there's Dawson High with us, you know. Um Dawson we're gonna we're gonna come back um, in just a few moments and um we're gonna take a quick station break. But if you can hold on for me real quick, um will have some more questions for you. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. We are searching for this
2: truth here.
0: So dumb. So
4: dumb.
0: Still pushing more driving and new bins. Still gotta say aim for the loose ends. Betting fools I can pay dues <laughs> to my two cents. Uh. I'm hippie paint to your gray world Black and white through the crowd like they were They Showing true color when you take away the pigment When you take away the difference in it Flashing it all vivid, and am flying with no engine. They run it with all jimmy, God Right about the blue like a skyfall. Stay back, shit calm like I'm
4: a out Faded in the mind, a non 5 product of the time. Two navigation, new directions for the blind. Twenty-four seven battle get
0: time with a six-seventeen on the side. Let's ride. I hear Cali for the In and Out. Got the normal scene on a different route. So they wonder what the kid about. me from the fuse, never know until you live it out. 90 minutes winning from records that I was chicken on. Living by the minute, don't gotta capture the image. Ain't it dag? How me and music could get along. New control moves, switching with a different song. That said on the level drop. Sense gonna hit him like a still pill pop. Crime game pacing at the L kid's jack. I love it for what it is, hate it for what it's not. I'm no ass. Ambro, no, 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 no. macro, Adam's not you, not them. No, no, no. With the lights on my own. I set the stage through the balance of the tones. I get away. Through the minds of the best, I can get away. The bombs are where I'm gonna trade. Yeah. I can get away. Yeah.
4: Hey. Turn
0: on, turn out the getaway. Man on the getaway. Uh, new fellas ain't locking in. Uh, same bitch just dropping in. Uh, why you sound like rockin' in? Well, can't beat a better jacket than blue lights on my own. I get away. New vibe, new stage, new life, new game, new price. same vision, new hype. If I could get away, I see squirrels. If I could get away. Like
1: a Illinois, get, get away! away. See the break. Welcome back into the press box and the tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. I'm here with with uh, Arkansas quarterback commit Dawson Dawson Hyatt. Now Dawson, got a quick question for you, man. What's your music mix like? Like, what do you listen to before any football
3: game? Uh, I don't really, I don't really listen to. I don't really have a preference, I guess, but usually I listen to to rap or anything. I don't really listen to anything hardcore because I just gotta keep my mind focused and uh, just stay calm, get ready for the game.
1: Yeah, that's a rarity for for some for some guys, and I know some people they they have though their, their their mixes, their music mix. Myself, before I, before I hit the field, I always listen to Elton John. So, I mean. That's just some people, but I'm, I'm glad that you're, you're a focused kid and it it seems like there's a lot more to you than just football. And, um, we all know about, about the football, uh, uh, pretty well as well. Um, what are you looking forward to? What are you looking forward to doing this summer other than getting ready
3: for the football season? Um, probably just hanging around friends and just spending spending my summer before before my senior year. Just just gonna have fun and uh, just hang around with my friends and, and chill all summer and get ready for football season. So,
1: <laughs> and Dawson, I mean, I know I know know you had a short time today, and I I really do appreciate you being a part of the show. Hopefully, we can hopefully we can you can come back on uh, stay on with us longer. Um, again, uh, if people want to reach you, how would they like, how would they reach you?
3: Um, through Twitter would probably be the easiest way.
1: Yeah, Twitter is, uh, Dawson underscore Hyatt. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. And there you have it. Mr. Dawson Hyatt. Dawson, thanks for being a part of Thanks for being a part of the the tailgate crew show today. Um, We'll Suey and um, hopefully everything works out for you this season. Good luck to you. Hopefully I can get to a couple of games up there. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on again. You're welcome. You're welcome again, Mr. Dawson Hyatt um, on the show with us today. And um, again, I'd like to thank him for being a part of the show today. And um, again, if, This is a guy who was been helped out by by Scott Smith from Streetlight Recruiting. Um, If you if you ever want to be uh, to be like this kid and actually get the help that you need to be recruited, um, hit up Scott Smith on Streetlight Recruiting, uh, StreetlightRecruiting.com. You can hit him up on his face on his Facebook page. You can hit him up on his Twitter page. And again. Dawson, is there any shout outs that you'd like to give before before we go before we go to another break? Uh no sir. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna take a quick station break. We'll be right back and we'll be talking the NBA playoffs. <laughs>
5: Birds in the street, highlight me, ain't Can't fuck with these niggas that fuck with that nigga. Man, all these whole like group. Got the main bitch face down, bitch, little bitch down, back it on nuzzle, soup. Friends up, fans t- team on the dick, some man like Nike just do it. So Told a bitch, bite down, watch you get pipe down for a white girl on my team, no jersey. Fish that like cool little nigga like, woo! I'm still a man, nigga, who the fuck is you? Still got my ice on, rhyme with the top, 40, hold a top, gone for the whole little dirty on my floor, bitch ass, off bang, roll pressing in the motherfucker, leaning like a motherfucker, damn, like my cup, money. Feel like Mike, tight, son, all these little niggas biting. Got my rolling super flooded, diamond striking like lightning. Boot a little bitch up, watch gon' go easy, tramp on the cool part, white light, like, got it. Hanging out the motherfucking coot. I'm getting money, I don't know about you I feel like Mike pike, all these rookies are biting I got niggas in the system Boxing, but they fighting Mike, boy, Mike That's not a Tyson, I be running through that dick Acting like Mike Sites Kicking cause it's like So, but you still see my fighters I'm so to yourself All my hopes so excited. Buy that ticket, bitch. I can feel like
4: my size, call me a yeah.
5: Young nigga trappin' with a beeper, 300 shit, rest in peace, one skeezer, blue Benji for the skeezer, cross-time whole shit, well-known either, scream be the OG, Pojo, Pojo. trapping out of circle with a Glock 405, what about 100 on sneakers, walking on blood, FN, lil' nigga, you don't want beef, little nigga, yeah. you, you beat, little nigga. Yeah. hey, first by the cat, little nigga, yeah. Talking too much, you ain't a killer. Yes. Got a bedroom filled up with chops. Send me out a yes. Timmy, handgun, got out. Till yes. Perkle loud, allowed who's shopping. Yes. Test bug nigga, I don't play with him. No peace, I'm going back and forth with him. But run, run, run through shit, niggas know me. Yes. Hit, make road, that's my ID. Yeah, pull up, pull up, like, skirt, yeah. Doing gang signs, hang them in the earth. Going down, down, baby, I'm a lunatic. Need them my just pick on some other shit. Rock giving a bad bitch, wanna fuck with me. Rap niggas like Dyke, can't fuck. I bet like Mike Pike, son, uh, all these are inviting. I got niggas in the system, boxed in, but they fighting. Mike Boyd, Mike Zack, nah, but Tyson. Like, I be running through that dick, acting like Mike Pike. Yeah the bitch, still my right. I can stop to you all my whole soul You can call her what you want, not buy that that
1: Welcome back into the press box and the tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. Just had a great interview with, great short interview with with a young with a young Arkansas commit, Dalton Hyde. Kudos to this kid. I, I, I'm just, I'm just going to tell you just like this. There's no, I haven't been on a show where I've interviewed anybody as humble as, as humble of a guy as, as Dalton Hyde is for his age, for his youth. He's very very mature. Big ups to him, salute to him. Arkansas going to get a gym. Uh, just I'm just gonna put it out there just like that. Arkansas is getting a gym. A gym in this guy. Um again and um I, I, like I said, I'm very impressed by him. Uh, wish him nothing but the best and hopefully I get to see hopefully I get to see a couple games that he plays in this year. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna move on today and talk about the NBA playoffs the sim the the Western Conference semis are set. I kinda figured it would be the way that it goes. Um I was very, very um, surprised of how, how, how things are going in the West well not really surprised of how things are going in the West. Um I knew that the four five matchup would be would be a a pretty good matchup. I knew that the three six matchup would be a pretty good matchup, but I also thought that the the two seed, the three seed, and and the one seed would go through. The four or five seed I wasn't really sure about. And Portland uh, finished off the Clippers today, uh, last night, um, and they start their series with Portland to, on tomorrow. Uh, OKC uh O so K C and San Antonio start their start their series tonight. Cleveland and Atlanta start tonight. Um so and then you got two game sevens, uh the two seed Toronto and the and the two seed Toronto and uh Indiana. Um Indiana pulled off pulled off a, a win last night as well. Miami uh stayed off elim- uh their elimination as well. But at the same time I'm 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 still I'm still a little leery of Miami. If Miami gets through they got through they got through by the grace of God, um, in a sense. Um and if uh, Toronto gets through, this is a better Indiana team than I thought they would be. Um I thought that they would be hurt by not having Roy Hibbert on this team, but they they've come together. They've they've made themselves a little bit better. Um and then there's some breaking news from last night. Luke Walton has has decided to become the head basketball coach at um,
2: at with the Lakers, and um
1: I'm I'm, I'm I'm to be quite honest with you. I I mean. I don't think that this is a smart thing for Luke Walton Luke to do. Um, there's really nowhere to go with this team. I mean, you look at what Byron Scott had to do, had to deal with. I mean, he was pretty much dealt aces and eights the entire time. He was dealt a, a dead man's hand from the jump. He hadn't, he had no one to he had no one to really lean on except Kobe. And Kobe couldn't give you the the time Kobe couldn't give you the time to do anything, didn't, didn't give you the time to, to, to carry that team. You didn't get a vet, you had free agents didn't want to come there because of the Kobe influence. Roy Hibbert went there. And Roy Hibberts is chilling himself. Jordan Clarkson's there. D'Angelo Russell's there. I mean, l- l- let's look at it this way. What do you have there that can even be viable? Okay. Nick Young, his ego is as big as, as Iggy's derriere. Clarkson's Clarkson is a superstar waiting to bust out if he's with the right club. And right now the Lakers aren't that club. You have Rudd Hibbert who's a shell of himself. You have Diazwell Russell who's gonna tell on you if you do if if you tie your shoes the wrong way. And you have no bench help. So Where is there to go With the Lakers There's really nowhere to go With the Lakers I I understand that you're wanting to get your feet wet And you're ready to become a basketball coach But To be quite honest with you There are other jobs out there That are waiting to be filled That could have been filled by this guy You you look at the Minnesota job. He probably could have done something for the Minnesota job. Okay? But the Lakers, even with the cap going up after the season, who's going to want to come to the Lakers? Even with free agency looms, what guy in their right mind is going to go to the Lakers? you got free agents this year that are looking for match deals. Kevin Durant is one of them. Georgia State has to figure out what they're gonna do with with Harrison Barnes what they're gonna do with with uh james Michael McAdoo what they're gonna do with the with the aspiring um with the with the with the uh, deal that they have with with Draymond, are they going to sign him to a max deal? Are they gonna Are they gonna restructure Steph's contract? Are I mean, there's so many intangibles that are going on with 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 within the Warriors that this is a team that is destined for dynasty. Now you've already got Clay Thompson signed signed through. 2020, but he can opt out after next year and become a free agent next year. You know, so, I mean, the Warriors have a lot to to gain this year as well. But what do you have left that that could possibly go to the Lakers? We know Durant's not going to go there. They're going to make a pitch for him, but you know he's not going to go there. Either he's gonna stay in, and I've had this conversation before. Either he's gonna stay in the OKC, he's gonna sign with the Knicks, or he's gonna sign with the Wizards. That simple. Next year, I mean, I, we talk, I talked about this a couple of days ago on T Rex's, on on King on Underground Media when I called in and I said this. This summer, all the way up through the All Star break of next season the twenty the season. There's gonna be a lot of moves being made. Darren Williams is Darren Williams is gonna be a free agent at the end of the playoffs. Um, again, you got you got a lot of free agents for the Lakers this year. You got two you got two guys who could test the waters from the Warriors. You got a guy you got um, you got uh, Mason Plumley who could test the waters. Um, Myers Leonard could test the waters and probably get a max deal. Um, no, that that's that's just from the West. Then you have Dwight Howard who is going to opt out or ask for a trade if he doesn't opt out. Um. Trevor Reese is a free agent, but Trevor Reese is garbage. Jason Terry is a free agent. Jason Terry may retire, even though he still got it. I mean, let's not put it this way. Jason Terry is 39 years old, and he's still balling the same way he was when he first came into the league. You have all these free agents. Will LeBron opt out? That's the uh, That's the other question here. Will LeBron opt out? Because he can opt out after this year. Well, actually, he has a player option for next year. But, well, no, actually, let me take that back. LeBron's a free agent this year. Will LeBron sign a max deal now that the cap's going up and the new revenue deals is in place, the TV deals in place? That's a good question to ask yourself. Because these are great questions to ask yourself. Paul George, will he will he get a restructured deal? Um, I mean, there's so many intangibles here within the free agent market for the Lakers that they're not going to embark on. They're going to make a splash on, on, on a big star. LeBron James is going to be that star, but will LeBron james go to l a <laughs> with his ego and Nick Young's ego that won't be a good situation at all. so let's scratch out LeBron going to going to l a LeBron, the OKC, if OKC uh, can't sign um, Durant to a a max deal because with the new salary cap and then the cap room that Washington has Gortat's Gortat's another, another free agent. I mean, another guy that could go into free agency. Um, So there's a lot of people out. There's a lot of things that could go on between now and again, all-star break of 2018. (laughs) So, I mean, there's a lot of things to go on. There's a lot of trades that could be made. There's a lot of things that's going to go on. Draft day is going to be big. So, I mean, but getting back into the playoffs, um, you know, I, I predicted this series. I predicted the, the Miami Charlotte series to go six, maybe seven, with Charlotte winning, and I still see it that way. Charlotte didn't play awful last night. They got put behind the eight ball because some silly fouls, some inconsistent shooting, and not playing the game that like they normally play. That that was the downfall of Charlotte last night in game six. Toronto and Indiana <laughs> This is like a this Toronto, Indiana, I would liken this I mean to all the PETA people out here, please please don't don't protest don't protest my show when I say this. But this is like a Michael Vick dog fight. I mean, they are playing to the death. They are fighting to the death. I mean, let's look at it for what it is. Toronto is a great two seed. They had a great year. Should they be struggling with Indiana? Yes, because Indiana is better than seven seed. They're, They're better than I thought without Roy Hibbert. They're better than I thought with with a guy like Paul George who's finally, who's coming back
2: and he's looking stronger and stronger every game. Um, so I mean this these two these two series right here
1: I mean they they'll start their series on on Monday. So no matter what you think of these guys, oh, they'll start a series on Tuesday. I'm sorry. No matter what you think of these two of these two series or these four teams, they still got to go through Cleveland because I think Cleveland's gonna gonna whitewash Atlanta. I think Toronto's gonna end up taking Game Seven. I think Charlotte's gonna end up taking Game Seven. So you're gonna look at a, at a at a Toronto Charlotte second round matchup. Which gives you clear sailing to to the champions to uh the NBA finals for Cleveland, if you if you wanna put it that way. Now if Toron if Indiana beats Toronto it, it throws everything in the disarray after after this. I mean, but this is just a serious... this is this is a back and forth series that I had a lot of fun watching. That I have that I have a lot of fun covering. And a lot of people are talking about. Well, well, let, let's let's talk about what people are talking about. LeBron's undefeated in the first round. Okay, silence over. Who cares about the first round? Let's look at it this way. LeBron missed the playoffs his first year. In 10 subsequent seasons after that, he's lost in the second round three times. He's lost in the
2: conference finals three times. And he's lost in the NBA Finals four times. He's got two rings out of that. If
1: I'm not mistaken, two rings. But people are calling him the best player of all time. Or one of the best players of all time. I liken LeBron James to Peyton Manning. Hear me out on this. I liken LeBron James to Peyton Manning in this in this way. In the two championships that Peyton Manning won, he's had great defenses behind him. In the two championships that LeBron's won, he's had a great supporting cast around him. He's never won one on his own. We look at Michael. We look at Bill Russell. We look at Magic. We look at Bird. We look at Isaiah. We look at Tim Duncan. We look at the Admiral. We look at, I mean, okay. A team. The teams that have the teams that I, the guys that I just named, they've won all their championships with one team. LeBron, he's talking about winning one for the land. LeBron, until your ego, or until your that pimple on your head decides it wants to pop, or your or your hairline. Decides to want to let go. You won't win the championship in Cleveland because one, you don't have the heart. Two, you don't have the, you don't have the cast of, around you that you that that you Kyrie and
2: Kevin Love need. You don't. Dante Jones is only one person.
1: Until you find. A guy who can be a six man, or until you find a guy who can be a complimentary guard, or a guy who can be a straight, uh, another
2: a center that can be good. Tristan Thompson's good, but he's not great. Tristan
1: Thompson's good, but he's not great. You don't have you don't have a true two guard. You're playing with, you're playing on a one, a three, a stretch four, and a five.
2: Josh Smith can play, but he's not. But you're not playing
1: him at a at a two. You're playing him at the three. You're playing the two, LeBron, when LeBron should be playing the, should be playing the, the the three. Yeah, you, LeBron should be playing a three. Josh Smith should be playing the two. Of course, Kyrie's the one. You got Kevin Love, who's a stretch four, but you don't have a six man. You don't have a bench. Deladova, okay. Deladova, is, 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 he's a six man. He's a scorer. Yes. I, I get that. And I like Dova, I really do. But you really don't have the bench to make you NBA champion, not like Golden State has, not like OKC has, not like the Spurs have, and Portland can come off the bench with another starting five. That this is how deep the West is, unlike the East. Atlanta's got great players: Horford, Teague. Teague's another free agent that's about to, that 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 Atlanta can lose. Corver's about to become a free agent that Atlanta can lose. Schroeder is about to become a free agent that Atlanta could lose. I mean, again, we we we're going around a circle uh, around the same circle again. We're looking at guys who are potential free agents. If Atlanta's smart, they would shore up at least two of those guys before the new the, before the new CBA starts before the new. Um, I'm sorry, not this, not the collective bargaining agreement, but before the new, the new cap hits, or before free agency hits after the NBA finals. I'm sorry, July 1st. I mean, they've got they've got to get something going with some of these guys that are potential free agents. Again, we're 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 looking at again we're looking at the NBA playoffs. Until Cleveland can actually put it together, Cleveland's not going to be able to win a championship because they'll never have the players they need or the players they want. They don't want to come there. I mean, it's just it's, it's just that simple. No,
2: who wants to who wants to play with LeBron? Other than the guys that are there right now. Kevin loved won't play with LeBron.
1: <clears throat> he just signed a five-year match deal. And which he can opt out of next year. I mean, so you, you got So, okay, you got Chicago, you got Atlanta, you got Cleveland. Hypothetically, you got Charlotte, because I, I I'm picking Charlotte to win, and then you got Toronto and Indiana, which I'm picking Indiana. Um, I I would like to see Toronto make it through, but I like Indiana better. I just, Indiana's got the momentum going, went had the momentum coming into the playoffs, and they're keeping that momentum going. So this is a good seven seed that could that could have easily been a three or a four seed if injuries. And depth wouldn't have, wouldn't have hurt them in the beginning of the year or toward the middle of the year when they slumped out.
2: So, again, again, we look at it, we look at it this way:
1: Golden State, Portland tomorrow; OKC, San Antonio tomorrow; Cleveland, Atlanta tomorrow. I like Golden State. I think Golden State will win in six. OKC San Antonio,
2: if any indication of what happened
1: in the regular season between these two teams is any indication of what could happen in the playoffs, then San Antonio is going to blow them out in four games. But honestly, I really like, I really, really like I like OKC in this in, in the series because they're hot right now. They they are they are to, they are they are red hot right now. I like sending it to I like OKC in the series because now you're starting to see what brought what brought OKC to the forefront. Westbrook, who in all in all should be the MVP this year. But with everything that Steph's doing, Steph may Steph may repeat as, as MVP. So you're looking at two MVP you're looking at three MVP cam, candidates. Westbrook, LeBron, Curry. Hell, I mean, you can even throw Draymond Green in that in that in that uh, MVP conversation, but for I mean for me, the person, I, I, the, the guy I think who should be MVP this year is, is Westbrook. Nobody's done what Westbrook's done this year. The number of triple doubles that he's had, you know, the time that that Durant was resting was times that he was just, just burning up. You know, we talk about guys being the most athletic player in the NBA. You know, right when you thought a Derrick Rose was coming back to the forefront, there he is tearing like paper. We look at Westbrook and we're like, Yeah, he, he's probably the best. He's probably the 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 most athletic of all of all the players in the NBA. That that's very well true. I mean, there is no doubt about it. He is probably the most athletic player in the NBA. Is he the MVP this year? For my money, yes. Is Steph Curry the MVP this year? Yes. Is LeBron the MVP this year? Not necessarily. I mean, it's a three-horse race for MVP, but the two that I think should... The the two that I think are, are... or the frontrunner for the MVP is Westbrook and Curry and to be honest with you I think Westbrook is more deserving of the of the MVP than Steph Curry is this year even though Steph Curry won it last year he wasn't deserving of it last year he's deserving of it this year but the guy who should be the MVP this year won't, won't be the MVP this year And that—that's the irony to this. I mean, Steph Curry had a great year last year. Yeah, I mean, should he have been MVP? Yes. I mean, yeah, but no. Should he be MVP this year? Yeah, but no. You know, I mean, should Westbrook be MVP this year? No, but yeah. I mean, you can ask Curry. I mean, ask the same thing about Curry. Is he the MVP this year? No, but yeah. I mean, so I'm looking forward to seeing who will be the Kia NBA most valuable player. Because I, I want to know why they came to that conclusion of why either one of these two players will be the MVP. I like the fact that Jamal Crawford was in, was was a Sixth Man of the Year. There there was nobody better off the bench this year than Jamal Crawford. You couldn't put Draymond in that in, in that conversation. You couldn't put Harrison Barnes in that conversation because he missed too much time. You couldn't put couldn't put Smith couldn't put um Smith in that conversation because he had to start he had to start a lot of games because of various injuries. De La Dova could have been the sixth man of the year. Because of what he does offensively, defensively and and, and all around with that team. I mean, what let, let's just let's just look at it from that standpoint. This 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 is a lot of It's a lot of intangibles here. There's a lot of there's a lot of basketball left to be played in the playoffs. There's a lot of basketball to be played in the next 48 hours. I mean, between now and June 2nd, can Portland stretch stretch Golden State to seven games? They have the potential to. They have the bench to match up with 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 Golden State. They have the backcourt to do a Golden State. Alan Kraft starting to become, starting to come into his own. As I thought he would. So, I mean, like, there's so many intangibles here. So many intangibles in, in the NBA playoffs. Who's going to step up in Game 7? Will it be David West? Will it be DeMar DeRozan? Will it be Vasilianis? Uh, God dang, I said his name earlier correctly. Now I can't even say it now. (laughs) Um, Can it be DeRozan? Can it be Lowry? Can it be um, Big B? Can show show up? Frank Kaminsky show up. I mean, who's who's gonna be that guy that's gonna be the catalyst to getting these getting these four teams into the second round in these? It's a lot of basketball to be played in those game sevens. Game one tonight, O K C San Antonio. Who's going to be the tone setter in San Antonio tonight? Who's going to be the tone setter for game one at Oracle tomorrow? A lot of things to think about, ain't it? A lot of things to think about. Like I said, there's a lot of basketball left to be played between now and June 2nd. But we're getting to be that time, boys and girls. Um, got a couple more spring games t- today. Oregon is uh, bringing it, bringing the spring football to a, to a close today with their spring football game um, tribute to the troops that they do every year. Um, again, special thank you to Dawson Hyde. Uh, thank you to uh, my mom, my dad, uh, all the guests that I've had on the show for the for the past year. Um, T-Rex, Wendy, the admin, Casey Cordier, DJ EA in the building. The Kid Retro, you know, check us all out on Twitter, man. Mr. Kid Retro, that's I D Retro. Check me out, Tailgate Crew owned. Um Check out Scott Smith, Streetlight Recruiting. SLR Recruiting, underscore Recruiting. Uh, check out Scott Smith on online as well, StreetlightRecruiting.com. And thanks to all of you for listening uh, today. Thanks to uh, DJ. Thanks to uh, T-Rex for giving me the opportunity to to express my love for sports. And again, you know just like the devotional said, man, you know, you express your love for your team, but express your love for God too. So with that being said, I hope everybody has a great weekend. I hope everybody's safe. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy, enjoy being around family. Don't forget to tell your mom, don't forget to tell your parents you love them because tomorrow's not promised. So that being said, we're going to see y'all next week. And, uh,
0: Let's go tailgating. Yeah, man. Hey, yo, T. I think uh, I think we can keep this one slow. Make it easy to ride to. Yeah. You know, sometimes I look around and I think like. Maybe I am out here on my own yeah. Gotta find
4: something you can't me. Oh, I can't? You can't save me, no. But I can try, right? <laughs> yeah But
0: well, what then? I'll be you know, that ain't so bad
4: yeah, I
0: told a girl I love for you stand on your own. But you ain't gotta deal with these cameras alone. From the beginning, see, I learned how to manage my own. Became the boy and then I turned to a man on my own. The long wolf for the pack, moving through hella crap. Down to earth, so it's only natural I hold you down. Now you the one I picture when I roam around. And the summer I'm falling for you is going down. Yeah, Staying stuck in a season of mine, and I've been shining to the point that my reason is blind. Think I'm the one that that's just something I'm reason to find. Out of control, but yo, that shit that i still been denying. Yeah, the light's down, but we staying up. And looking back where I started, my only way is up. Waited a world, but I lift it before the weight is up. And still, myself the one and only that I came to trust. Now that's some crazy luck. Yeah, let it rock. But you want some soul shit
4: Yeah
0: And she just keeps saying You
4: can't rescue
0: me Oh nah You
4: can't save me, no
0: You know what, maybe you are right if I my well, what you gonna do Friday, yeah. whipping through the horizon, my timing is something better than it's ever been, they call me Wolfie from how I'm plying on hella biz, hip hop's alive and I'm here to show you the evidence, back to the wall where I started back in the day, I was pushing maximum effort and pulling minimum weight, want to show the all those around me that I can stand on my own, now I swear I'm afraid of nothing, I'm screaming after the phone, while well, I'm busy pulling my fam up an animal, how I ran up, the standards of how we living It's funny, they pull the camera up, the picture how I'ma get it, when well, years I've been in my zone, and you're just